Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
some requirements. Uh, and then you create a further crease. And uh, we go back to make the 23rd compound up here. We can't go uh, back up to Vanderbilt yet. So we correct the men. Uh, Turbo Church uh, is available for three year olds through kindergarten. So, quick backstory on it. Uh, before it was like two and a half 
I see. 
Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water, such a marvelous mystery. Thank you, Brother Brian. It was a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the invite to come visit you all. I must say that I'm not sure that we actually need a message today after that praise and worship that just went on. It's been a while since I experienced the sweet spirit of the Holy Spirit come to bless this beautiful service so far. And I'm not saying that to build you up or cause you to boast at all, but it is just sincere and sweet, and I feel the presence of God's Holy Spirit in the place to 
Saturday. As Brian mentioned, my father's name was Billy, Billy Hart. He actually was born in Alabama, Tennessee. Grew uh, up in Crockett County, Tennessee, Columbus, and in this area. So he moved to Gibson after his recovery. Grew up in Mount Tennessee, and that's where I'm from. Just a little quick information about myself. Uh, I'm trying not to share too much about myself, but uh, I was saved and baptized at 11 years old at Southern Baptist Church of Mount. Teenage years and so forth, never really began to grow in my faith in all of those years. Some people do. Until I was about 23 years old. And then some just clicked because I knew I was missing something. And around that time is where I surrendered completely and I began to seek God from my heart. And that's when my faith began to get closer. And I was still in that kind of Christian response, physical clothing. I never got that, so I gave it up. And that's what you have to do to get back in. Just come back to Christ in our heart, isn't it? Our message today is trust is key. We know what the word trust is. We know what trust means, right? You have certain people in your lives you trust, right? You have many people in your lives you don't trust. Yes, you do. Unfortunately, you don't. But there's one person that you can always count on to trust in the dark days of life. That's God Almighty. He can be trusted. And sometimes we may think He will, and sometimes we think He has forgotten us, and He seems distant from us, but He has not. It's those times sometimes we go astray if we wait on His guidance or if we wait on an answer from God. But we have to remain steadfast and continue to trust. Our scripture today is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And so oftentimes I personally mess up at that when it's just so plain and simple. I need to trust him with all my heart. And not lean on my own understanding. It's not about me. I want what he wants because that's the best thing for me. And then in all my ways, all my affairs, all my dealings with the world and with people in general, the way I conduct my business, the way I do my vocation, I'm supposed to acknowledge him so that he can direct my path. And we want to be on the path that God wants to have for us. Because that's the safest place for us as his children of God. So what's the spiritual definition of trust? That a true reliance on God, a confident dependence on the character, ability, strength, and truth of God and his promises. That's how I would define spiritual trust. You know, I believe we need to learn to trust God even when things seem impossible. We need to trust God when things doesn't make sense to us. Continue to trust. I wanted to share a story with you today from 2 Chronicles, uh, verses 1 through 30. And I told John Cole, my brother, don't read this next passage because when I'm in the congregation, the family and listen to the pastor, and they start reading the whole chapter. I said, oh, no, this is going to take forever. So 
anyway, and I'm not saying it's anything from the prayer, but I don't want to do that. I just pass it down to try to summarize the story. Uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Jehoshaphat. He was the fourth king of Judah. And they had, their thing was going well in their land. But then a group of people came to him told the king, the king Jehoshaphat, there was a vast army coming before us to overtake us. And they became world. Jehoshaphat declared and put out the word to all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, and everyone came to hear what he had to say. And he was praying before God, so God, and said, Look, God, is this how they treated us? You know, when we left Egypt, we were not permitted to basically take out these people. You know, we, we let them do it. And then this happened to what else to come down and kill us and take our land and our inheritance that you've given us, God. So he was praying to God. One of the prophets uh, spoke up named Jehovah. And Jehovah spoke the word of the Lord for all the people here and said, you do not have to be afraid. Uh, this battle is not yours. This battle is God. Says all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. And they exposed themselves to God. They were desperate. They were in need and they were calling out and seeking God about their land. And then Jehovah spoke and told them, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. You will not have to fight this battle. Now, how many times do we try to fight our battle for God before we seek God? Just take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you over you and your children. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And here's what I want to make point of this passage is I want to show you what the people of Judah did. They praised God before the battle. They also praised God in the middle of the battle. And then they praised God after the battle was over and victory came. It's easy to praise God when we've been victory fighting. But do we praise God before the battle begins? Do we praise God after we just do it all together? The pastor moments and the middle of battle in the midst of hardship, heartache, do we just praise him when he answers our prayers and the outcome comes out different ways? I want to share with you here in the greatest of faith. They begin to uh, praise the Lord. They stood up. They praised the Lord before the battle. And Jehoshaphat said, Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be okay. And as they began to go into battle, I think they were told to do stand up and wait. It says, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, at that time the Lord set ambushes against those three, group, three groups of people coming against them. The children of Moab and Ammon coming on the 
Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will to give Christ Jesus. And here we have an example of man, a nation, that listened to the prophet Jehovah, who received his message from God, and they listened and did what God told them to do. They trusted God with all their heart. They didn't believe in their own understanding that they trusted God. Find the result of what they did with the people. I remember the story of Peter when he was walking to Jesus and paid the 5,000. He didn't look at her. He stayed with her. He didn't even want to pray by himself. He told the disciples to go on the cross and lay in the boat. And that night he came and he saw the boat out there. Jesus walks out across the water. Toward the end, the disciples in the boat, the waves going back and forth, the wind blew up, okay, it's dangerous. Jesus walking across the water. They see Jesus, they become scared. Uh, this is in Matthew 14, verses 27 through 31. Uh, they become scared. Jesus senses their fear, says, so Don't be afraid. It is I. And Peter, or Peter, speaks quick, okay. He uh, says, If it's you, you bid me come to you in the water. Jesus said, it is I. So Peter jumps out of the boat. He had walked on water, right? But he immediately trusted Jesus, jumped out on top of the water, and began to walk towards him. Remember the story? Y'all remember what happens next? He saw. Why did he see? 
example, took his eyes off of Jesus, and he began to lean on his own understanding. He began to think, whoa, wait a minute, these waves are huge. And I'm not here walking on water. This is impossible. This is dangerous. And he started looking around, started worrying, to quit trusting That's an example where he put trust in Jesus. That's what happens. We see when we let all of our fears and worries consume us and we fail to trust God like he tells us to, Proverbs 4, 5, and 6. That's what happens. We repeat the same thing. I wanted to uh, also share with you this morning a, uh, a story. This is a true story. Uh, years ago, working this day, um, little sister called me and told me that her dog was taking a nap and wouldn't let me back. So I was running all over for it and asked me if I could come and help her. Of course, I'm going to take her up and come back later. And I love him because I'm his attitude and I was going to help him. So I didn't have anything to do that day. And it was at that time, shortly, Well, age causes not to live like that. You know, the faith is still alive, and we need to act like God is good every day of our lives and keep trusting. But I was going to try to try it, okay? And what had happened, she had a Labrador Retriever, a black lab, and she had a big The big one's name was Kip. Well, black Labrador is Jack. Okay? So this is my Jack and Kip story. They had a pen that they kept in there. Okay, and they let out when they were down there. But Chip, being a beagle, had learned to dig out from under the fence. Okay? And being a beagle, she thought it would be good to get out. You know, that's what But anyway, so what they, before they got the holes filled in, they had temporarily to put Chip on a chain inside the fence. Okay? So this one night, they disappeared. Chip didn't come back to the field. Okay? He got loose, the chain moved with him. So he was wrangling across the countryside with the long chain dragging on his tail. So he could take his time to get moved up. He had wrapped around something, get choked, whatever. So we were very concerned. And she rode the fence like I didn't learn. So I, I prayed about it. I said, God, you know, this, this is almost impossible. All over time with the dog because he was standing out on the countryside and he had absolutely turned circles and had so many different directions he could turn and come. Okay? But I really believed that God could direct me to find that dog. I was believing him constantly. Okay? So I said, I said, I don't know where to start, God. I said, just will you allow Jake to be my guide? Is Jake? Chip and 
to the school to come back. So I was first engaged to bring my dad to lead me to fellowship at the time. So I put a leash on it and gave it to him. I remember the word of the school that day, made so we took up this vector loose, loose, and he said, let's go find a ship. Here we go. This is the one boat for Okay. This is what the total minute ordeal this is going to be. Long boat. And I learned a lot. He took out everything he's going to do. He took me out to the asphalt road that we're going. And I went down that road for a while, thinking, Jeff's not here. I can see Jeff's not here. Let's go. Keep easy, Jay. Started getting impatient after about 20, 30 minutes. You know, one day we get out there in the woods, the fields, it's where it's bound to be, up on the road. But no, he did. He, he headed off the road and we went a ways and we come to a fence and he stops and looks up at me. And we got to get across the fence and we're trying to get across the fence again. But anyway, he made his way and with that leash, it was very difficult for me to get through the fence and get over the fence and keep the leash behind the fence. So we did, we got through that, we tracked for a while, I was starting to get discouraged. Okay? But this time, I started to see no signs that Chip anywhere, but Jay was just with me and encouraged me. Now, I talked to him, but we did the same thing last year in July. We reminisced and chatted all of a sudden. As time went on, Get up. There's times where I have to just sit down and take a break because I'm tired. I get about nine pounds right over the creek on the knees and go home dragging the drives, ditches, the water down, the creek sides, creek beds, and then go down the creek bed. You come up on one creek bed, it's very steep, it's wired and stuff down the side of the creek bed and all that. And I stop right there. Stops and he looks up at me like he's going down. And I said, Seriously, we're going down now. Yes, you did. We went down. Okay. At this point, I'm getting very frustrated and very discouraged. Okay. We got down in the creek bed. I couldn't believe it. We got down there and I saw dog tracks. I saw big dog tracks and then I saw several small dog tracks. And guess what I saw in between those small Okay, cool. I'm 
We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today 
or Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.